Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Today's share is being sponsored by Irvin Penny Feldman, Mishlum Zisho, Ben Yitzchok, Isaac, Olva Sholem, and by Yoli Elkan from Lakewood. Lilishmas Dvorabas, Yaakov Alevi, my grandmother on the yard side. Oh no. You didn't tell your father the rules here? By Moshe Kamiansky, sponsoring in honor of his father's Yorzeit, Mordechai ben Avram Tzvi, and Avi Hillel and Eli Kamiansky are sponsoring in honor of the grandfather, Mordechai ben Avram Tzvi's Yorzeit, and Zevi Shayo, Daniel, Gitti, Esti, Mordechai. Hayab has been a Miriel, the great grandfather's Yorzeit. Okay, there went a whole email. A whole email. I, I just. And Mordechai ben Avram Tzvi. Shkoyach, the Shoma should have an Aliyah. Shkoyach Shaya and Zevi. By Yosef Newman, Lili Nishmas, Yecheske Moshe Zev. Rabbi this was very emotional. How people take Torah and bring it into their lives and they do Chesed. I want to show you something. We're very familiar if you watch Zoom every day. Oh, Batsion's father, Lili Nishmas, Harav, Yehuda, Leibim, Moshe. The yard the, 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 the site was the other day. Okay, I messed that one up. Okay. So, if you're on YouTube, on Zoom, you probably hear a lot of Yoel Bergman. He has the honorary name of the CEO. He's a 14, 15 year old kid from Chicago. And Yoel made it to New York. I want you to look at these pictures. Raboisai, very, very emotional. Here's Ellie Dykeman. And Yisrael Goldstein taking out Yol Bergman. These are people that have jobs right boy's side. I'm not done yet. Hold on. This is Ben Kaufman. Yol Bergman. Yeah, he's, he's wearing a... It's, it actually says Yol on his jacket if you look. Jay Nathanson. And Yol Bergman. Where's Mata? Your, your cousin. Uh, Yaakov Badner. And Yol Bergman. Oh, you user. And Yol Bergman. These are people that have jobs. They have lives. And they're all in different 7-Elevens. David Address. The poor parents of this kid. Can you imagine how many of these Slurpees he had? Benjamin Schwartz, a dentist. Busy all day long. By the way, he's the guy that I mentioned on Meaningful People. So if you watch Meaningful People... This is the dentist. The story about maybe I shouldn't show his face. No, 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 block that out. We're not done yet. Yeah, he needs a dentist. He, that's why. He's probably the guy behind the whole thing. Avramir Farkovich. More? That's it. So I want to tell you something. I, I was very nispal from this. Very nispal. Hilkomiansky. No, I didn't see that one. But listen, listen. You just miss your cousin, Menachem. You saw it. You, you watch it as you come in. I have a great... Listen to this. Listen to this chap. Listen to this chap. I saw all these pictures and I said, these guys... Hello, Kamiansky. Look at this. I'm not kidding. Where's your head, dude? I got to blow this up. Could you, could, could you like zoom in on this? Hello, Kamiansky, old Bergman. It's crazy. Well... You just threw me off. Okay, I'll tell you why. As you know, my son wants a very, very small wedding. No one from Chicago. I don't care how close you are. No one. Small wedding. I called him up. 
I said, listen, listen. I happen to be paying for the wedding. Cut me some slack, a little bit. Let me bring 10 guys from the shear. Uh, fine. I said, okay, how about 15? <laughs> so how do I pick? I decided, these guys that went out with the old Bergman, I'm inviting them to the wedding. What are you, Taina? Hill, you're also invited. You're invited. All right, book your tickets. And Mark Ashkenazi was behind the whole, I, whatever. Okay, we'll, we'll let him come also. All right, let's just read a couple quick emails here. My name is Daniel Abramson. I'm 10 years old. By the way, it doesn't include Joel Bergman. It's just the guys <laughs> that took him out. <laughs> My name is Daniel Abramson. I'm 10 years old and I live in Johannesburg, South Africa. I really enjoy listening to your Dafyoyim Yishiru with my dad. I can't wait to finish Shas. Thank you for making my learning so gishmak. South Africa, baby. South Africa. We have room. We don't have time for another one. Wow. I have all these. Okay. Next time. Let's go. We got to go. Today is Daf Pebes. And we are starting from like, I don't know, 15, 18 lines from the bottom. By the way, again, I'll say this again. I keep on saying it. If you want to get me a gift, because, you know, I did get up early today to, to prepare this year. So if you want to give me back just a little thing, the easiest thing, text one of your friends to join this year. Join mdy.com. That's it. One guy. Just one guy. It's really a trick to get you guys to schusim. But whatever. Feel as if you're giving me something. Join mdy. Mendy, how many people did you send it to? Who did you bring? Show me one guy. All these guys? Wow, 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 wow. I'm real. I'm missing. Where's my thing? Okay. I need my pointer guy. I don't have it, but okay. It's in here. I know. Somewhere. Okay. Nachamo. Fine. Says the Gemara. We're talking about Ayim Kippur. If you eat things that are not edible. Not edible food. A person who chews hot peppers on Yom Kippur. Now let me tell you, here we, here we go already. I was in shallots, the famous shallots. That's the only thing that Chicago is known for, shallots, the restaurant. And I, I had the, the luck. My father-in-law took us out to shallots. And my father-in-law... I didn't know this. I found out later. He starts up with the maitre d' every time. He goes, give me something hotter, 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 hotter peppers. To my luck, I happened to go that night that the maitre got one of the hottest peppers on the market. It goes with this uh, Scoville thing, like a jalapeno, is 8,000, let's say. You could go up to a million, two million Scoville. Imagine jalapeno, 8,000 to a million. So I don't know if he put in like this ghost pepper, something sugar. And he didn't tell my father-in-law. My father-in-law says, give me the hottest, the hottest. He says, you want the hottest? Yeah, the hottest. He pulled the, he pulled the prank on him. He put in this pepper in there. And I take the, I take the sushi, put it in. I you know like on Pesach, like you, you, try to be mal you try to make your, your, your thing white hot? That's what my, my, it felt like somebody took a torch and put it on my tongue. For a half an hour, I was in such excruciating pain, you have no idea. So if you, I, I literally, I, I literally thought that there was a match or something, like, if you ate that on Yom Kippur, you chayev? No, here it is. Cos, my father was laughing his head off and he doesn't taste anything. He actually put it on, yeah, it's not bad. He doesn't have to, huh? 
Do not send anything. Yeah, you can send me the sushi from Shal's if you want. Obviously, if you're going to be in such torture, you're not over on eating a hot pepper. What if you chew ginger? I happen to have ginger. By the way, this is for you. This is from yesterday. I was supposed to give this. Yisrael, Yisrael had a granddaughter, a great-granddaughter. Great-granddaughter yesterday here. This is prunes for him. Zangvilo. This is not what, this is what the Israelis think ginger looks like. We know what ginger looks like from sushi. But this is ginger. If you ate this, here, give this to Yisrael. If you ate this on Yom Kippur, give it out. Pass it around. It's sugar, but it has a zinc to it. You ate that on Yom Kippur, your potter, it's good for the Gemara later. Give me one piece for later. This is the halach of Arla. You're not allowed to eat from a fruit tree for th- the first three years. It's Arla. It's Asr. I know that it's a, a fruit-bearing tree. Obviously, if it has fruits, it's a fruit-bearing tree. Excuse me. Then why does the Torah say eitz machal? It's a tree that has fruit on it. Eitz shetam shava. This is a tree that the bark of the tree tastes like the actual fruit. What else is like that, Rav What else? Anybody? What else in Shas? Uh, but what does the Gemara say? Hadas. Okay, eight, shetam eight, so you're pretty sharp. Have a oim is a pilpun, esrug, hadasim, and cinnamon, he says, and peppers. The, the fruit tastes like the bark. So, what do we learn from this? It's a fruit. So, if we stop right here, if it's a fruit, what does that mean? If you eat it on Yom Kippur, you should be chayiv. It's a fruit. contains everything. We have Oranges, apples, oranges, apples. We have pilpalin, we have banana, everything. Says the Gemara like Hashio, there's two types. There's dry and moist. If it's dry, not edible. Moist is food. Here, give me that back, please. One piece only. There's ginger that goes together with honey. The asimibay. Here it is, right over here. Ginger with honey, or like we call it, ginger and sugar. Sugar with a little bit of ginger. This, the Asim Bay Hindu Sharia, it comes from, like, like, let's call it India. Now, let me ask you something. How could I make a bracha on this if it comes from India? Who made it? An Indian. What about Bishalakum? Bishalakum. The answer is, what? The answer is, the answer is, the answer is because if you take the two ingredients by themselves, you take the ginger by itself, you eat it raw, and you take the honey by itself, you eat it raw. So therefore, it's not considered bishul. You don't need to come onto the guy so you can make a bracha. But what do you see from here? The ginger, you could eat it raw. And if you could eat it raw, it should be usher to eat. I'm Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, again, the same answer. There's two types of ginger. One is dry, one is moist. The moist one, like we eat with sushi, that is considered a chila on Yom Kippur. The other one, not. Turn around, but. Ochalali konim, potter. If you eat the, the leaves of a pickle, that's a whole different story. You're right. I'm not going into it. By the way, I forgot to give this out. This is 
the R Hamerkaz, and there are people that are too stingy to print it out. So I print it out for them. Here we go. Get it out, pass it down. You get to know different people from the DAF. You get to see different different Torah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're all stingy. All taken. No. Okay. By the way, since we stopped, by the way, there's a big get-together today in Manchester. In case you didn't know, you live in Manchester, you don't know. And also, you should go the guys in Manchester for kicking your shoe out of your group and telling him to stop bugging them. Alavai, <laughs> all the New Yorkers would do the same. <laughs> come here, come here, Yeshua. Get over here. Come, come here. Get over here. <laughs> So you see that it's food. If you eat the leaves of reeds, sounds really, really bad stuff. That's why, in fact, potter, you don't have to go through the whole thing now. This Oramerkaz is for after this year. There's going to be a little test. So Avi, put it away, please. Otherwise, I'm going to have to expel you. Who else is not behaving? Avi, this is the first time Avi ever saw one because, again, he doesn't have enough money for the printing, for the paper, for the... Okay, fine. Some guy wrote to me, oh, it's not what you wrote, that it's the, the leaves of a grape. It's more like the shoots. Okay, the shoots. Call it whatever you want. Point is, it's not grapes. It's a byproduct of the vines. But if you eat it, you're chayav. Remember that picture? A guy put meat into the leaf and he ate it. Okay, see, so whatever it is, they eat it. How old is it before it becomes so dry that it's not edible? He comes from Migdalah. You're talking about Yom Kippur here. So from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, 10-day period. If it's more than 10 days old, bye-bye, it's worthless. How you doing? Hiding in the back over there. 30 days, not 10 days. Again, so we have a riot to him. If you eat the reeds, the leaves of the reeds, part of a lulugifanim, and then the shoots of the, the grapes, chayav. Elam lulugifanim, kolchalivlubarashashana, only 10 days old, vadim kipper. Great. Next sugya. Shasa tsir oimurias potter. And the Mishnah says if you drink the brine of fish, it's not edible. Who drinks a whole cup of fish brine? Disgusting stuff. Seems like hachaymetz chayav. Vinegar, in those days, people drink a lot of wine. There's a lot of the, as it, aged, it became, or as it spoiled, it became vinegar. So they would drink it a little bit. Once in a while, it, it, could, it could soothe you. Ayim Kippur. Chayav. Who's that? It doesn't go according to everybody. Masnisimani. Rebihi. So Rebbe holds that if you drink vinegar, you're chayav because it's drinkable. The Sanya Rebbe Oimer, Choymetz Meshavis Anefesh. Vinegar returns the soul. In other words, it soothes you. And if it soothes you on Yom Kippur, you're chayav. Says the story. Darish Rav Gidol Bar Menashem Mibirin Dinarosh Mibirin Dinarosh. Ain Alach Gerabi. Don't listen to him. If you drink vinegar in Kippur, you're potter. You're not chayv. Lashana. Next year, all the guys in the shear Nafki Kuli Alma Mazgu V'Shasuchal. They went. They added a little water to it, and they had a Gishmaket drink on Yom Kippur. Rebbe said you're allowed to drink vinegar. So, okay, he said vinegar. Uh, so we'll add a little water, make it even better. Shomar of Gidov Ikpid, he was furious. Omar, I never said go ahead and drink it. I just said, if you drink it, we don't give you malchus. We don't punish you. I said to go out at L'Chathila Aniyim Kippur and take a, a vinegar drink? 
I said a small amount. I never said a large amount. I said as is. No water added. You just, you just watered it down. You made it into a gishmaket drink. Come on, guys. You can't drink any Yom Kippur. Says the Mishnah. The official Mishnah, sponsored by official today. Who what do you see from the story? Oh, that's 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 exactly it. You're talking to yourself now. Gishmak. Wow, you gotta be careful now. Says the says the Mishnah. Now, sometimes you feel like the Gemara is trying to trip you up. This is one of the cases. The Gemara does try to like make you think a little bit what's going on. What's a Tinoikis? A girl, a boy, what is she? What is he? Tinoikis is a girl. Interesting that Gemara is going to call him a Tinoik talking about a Tinoikis. Tinoikis is talking about a Tinoik. It's very confusing. It's not right to have a child that's below bar mitzvah age fasting Yom Kippur. You have to be them. What does that mean, Rabbi Yisai? For the hour. You add another hour. If they usually eat breakfast at 9 o'clock, you tell them, let's hold off until 10. What age? Whatever. That's chinuch. We're going to see another lashon called hashlama. Hashlama means, and we're very familiar with this, the year 2, 3, 4, before the bar mitzvah, before bas mitzvah, you have to fast the entire fast. That's called hashlama, midrabanan. Let's get you used to it. At least a year or two before the bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah. And we're going to see the big machlaikas, very simple stuff. Now, I just want to point out a story from the brisker of tremendous concept in Chinuch. He's once at, they say the Briskorov, a bunch of people say the Briskorov, some people say it's from Ramayusha Feinstein. He was at a, a play, there was a bunch of Rabbanim sitting at a table, and his son was climbing on the table. Sounds like the Briskorov's kid, no? Not Ramayusha Feinstein. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. So, kid's climbing the table, takes him, puts him on the ground. Second later, right there on the, so somebody told him, aren't you going to be Mechanach, your kid? So the Briskorov said a beautiful thing. He said, have you ever seen a 30-year-old climb on a table? Never, right? So therefore, there's no concept of chinuch when the kid himself is never going to grow up doing that bad thing. Chinuch is training a kid to do something that otherwise he wouldn't have known. So don't run into the street, it's not chinuch. Don't climb on the table, it's not chinuch. Things that he wouldn't know, mitzvahs, things like that, that's chinuch. Yeah, you could take him off the table. You're supposed to take him off the table. Don't call it chinuch. Okay, nice son chinuch. You got to teach him how to fast on, on Yom Kippur by adding hours. Now, what is going on here? So I made a little chart here just to make it very, very simple. Again, it's one of these things like when the Gemara says 20%, but the Gemara means 25% because it's milabar, not milagav. It's these lashonas of the time of the Gemara, but not to be confused. In our day, we call it bar mitzvah. And before Bar Mitzvah is a year before Bar Mitzvah, Shana Lifnei, it's 12. Now what is Shana? If I tell you Shana, it should be a year before. It's before. So what's Lifnei Shana? Means the year before the year. So Lifnei Shana means two years. Again, Bar Mitzvah is 13. We're not talking about Bar Mitzvah. So that's this. Now if I tell you you should fast Shana, you should fast the Shana. Meaning you should fast a full year before your bar mitzvah. But if I say 
If I say, before the one year, that means two years. And if, if I say, uh, not really that lashon, but that idea means one year before two years. It's, two, years is before, two years before the bar mitzvah. And lifnei always adds one more year to whatever word you're saying. So shana means one year, lifnei shana means two years. If shnatayim means two years before your bar mitzvah, so lifnei shnatayim means three years before. Lifnei adds one year to whatever you're talking about. Yeah? I'm going to hold it here so you can see it. Hi, Yosef. Okay. We don't need a thumbnail on looking at the camera. Thumbnail isn't looking at the shear. It's much better. Okay. So, it says over here that you should do chinuch. You should add hours. When? Let's look in the Mishnah. Lifnei shana means two years before the bar mitzvah. The lifnei shana tayi means how many? Three years before the bar mitzvah. So is it two years or three years? That's the Mara's question. If it's three years, so just say three years. Why do I have to say two years before? It's, it's extra words. So the Gemara is going to make a distinction. Some kids are two years, some kids are three years. In order to get them used to doing mitzvahs. If, by the way, Ahmed Bez is only going to take us about two minutes, maybe. So don't, don't worry about it. We'll catch up. Bez why does, why does it, the, the mission tell us two different ages? Just say the, the longer age. You have to be mechanach three years before bar mitzvah or bas mitzvah. Omer av chizda lo yikashio ha b'choyla ha b'bari. Bari, choyla doesn't mean a sick kid. It means a weaker kid. You know, there's a lot of kids that are scrawny little kids. Those kids, they don't have to, they have one extra year. Push them off by a year. Okay, so that's why the mission says three years or two years, a weak kid is two years before. Ha b'choyla ha b'bari. Now, I want to show you the machlaikis. I'm going to make it so simple. That's the whole thing until the Mishnah. Just the Gemara, again, it's trying to trip us up. It's one of those sugis trying to trip us up. Don't let it happen. Where's Naftali? Not here today. Okay. Let's talk about a boy. And from that, we'll understand everybody knows a girl is always one year before a boy. And a sick kid is always one year after a boy. A sick boy is one year after a boy. A regular girl is one year before. Right? Bar Mitzvah is 13. Bas Mitzvah is 12. If a girl, uh, you have to start fasting at the age of 10. So if she's sick, meaning she's skinny, weak, age of 11. It's always one year. It doesn't matter, boy or girl. Okay, so here's the three-way machlekes. According to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, a boy starts fasting, chinuch, at the age of 9. According to Rav Chizda, at the age of 10. And according to Rav Yechon, at the age of 11. How easy is that? 9, 10, 11. Now, if he's sick... It's 10, 11, 12. If it's a girl, it's 8, 9, 10. Okay? This is the middle. The middle age of a boy. That's why I put boy. Healthy. Great. If he's Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, they say he starts Chinuch at 9. Rav Chizah says at 10. And Rav says 11. If he's sick, he gets off a year. So he could start one year later. 10, 11, and 12. And if it's a girl, it's one year earlier. 8, 9, 10. That's the whole sugya. Let's see inside. Says Gemara. Omravuna ben ches u ben tes. You see? What does Ravuna say? Nine. Why does he say eight? Ben ches ben tes. Because we're talking about, by the way, we're talking about a girl here. Just to confuse us, just to trip us off. We're talking about girls, not boys. So girls are one year earlier. Eight. So nine turns into eight. 
10 turns into 9. So then why 9? Because she's sick. If she's a chayla, it's one year later, so he says 8 and 9. That's it. Okay, but you need to realize where we're tripping you up and not. Sometimes we're talking about a girl, sometimes we're talking about a boy, and sometimes we're talking about a sick kid. Or says, Ben Yud, Ben Yud Aleph, Mashlimim in the Rabbanon. What's this halacha Mashlimim in the Rabbanon? That you have to fast an entire Yom Kippur. One, when, he's te- when this girl is 10 years old, in other words, two years before the Bas Mitzvah, or Ben Yud Aleph, or one year before the Bas Mitzvah, if she's weak. Ben Yud Bey, uh, Ben Yud Bey's. Why does it say Ben? I have no idea. Just to mess with us a little bit. But when she's Bas Yud Bey's, when she's 12 years old, a girl is chayif to fast on Yom Kippur, Raisa. Oh, by the way, we're talking about Bittinoikis. The Gemara says. We're talking about a girl. Okay, thank you. Rav Nachman Omar. Rav Nachman doesn't argue at all. Rav Nachman says the same exact thing as you can see on here. But he is going to be talking about a boy now. So it's the same exact thing. He goes, he says like Rav Huna, Ben Tes, Ben Yod, Mechan Shois. A nine-year-old, that's why I put here nine. We start giving him extra hours. Okay? It's nine, 10, 11, 12. four years before the mitzvah. Start giving him extra hours. Ben Yud Aleph, Ben Yud Beis, Mashlim in the Rabbanon. Same thing. 11, 12-year-old have to fast a full Yom Kippur. 12-year-old if he's weak. 11-year-old if he's regular. Mid Rabbanon. Ben Yud Gimel. When does a person have to fast Mid well, what are we talking about? Bittinoik, a boy. Okay. And finally, the sheet of Rebbechan. I don't agree that there's such a concept that a kid has to fast a whole, a whole Yom Kippur. Never heard of such a thing. Kid doesn't have to fast a whole day. Give him a little chinuch, an hour here, hour there, but not a whole day. And therefore, and he's also talking about a girl. Ben Yud, talking about a girl. Ben A girl, one year before a bas mitzvah, if she's weak, two years before a bas mitzvah, if she's a regular girl. Ben Yud a girl, that's the fast when she's 12. Tanan, okay, so how do we fit Rabbi Yochan into our Mishnah? Our Mishnah we just learned at the top of the page. If you are a child, we don't let you fast in Kippur. What is Shana? Shnatayim? Lifneshnatayim? What do we say it means? Lifneshnatayim is three years before. What does Rabbi Yechanan say? One or two years before. That's it. That's, that's the most he goes. If you're a healthy girl, you're two years before the Bas Mitzvah. And if you're weak, one year before the Bas Mitzvah. So then why does the Mishnah say three? Okay, maybe. I knew you were going to think that. girl. But by the way, the, the Mishnah says Shnatayim. Okay. But you are right. It does say the Shnatayim here. It makes a lot of sense. There is a concept of two years before and three years before when, when the kid is sick. When the kid is sick, all of a sudden the Mishnah is going to be talking about a sick kid, which is Mamish. It's like a Doicha kind of. To say that the whole Mishnah is talking about a sick kid? Okay. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, we don't have two concepts here. According to Rabbi Yochanan, there's only one concept. There's only L'divreyim. There's only the Rabbanan to add hours. There's no Hashlama according to Rabbi Yochanan. 
there's no full thing, so there's no two, you can't call the same thing, you can't call one year two Lashonas. So, here, just, just to, so I, not to confuse anybody, I'll just say it quickly over here. This red is three years before the green or two years before the purple, okay? It's talking about the same exact year when the kid is 10 years old. But if we're talking about to, to, to be mechanach, to, to, to not eat the whole year, so it's, it's over here. If we're talking about not eating, doing, doing, uh, doing hours, it's over here. So this red could either be three before green or two before purple. Rabbi Yochan only has one hour. Well, one time. He only says there's a concept of shais. According to Rabbi Huna and Rabbi Nachman, they're talking about two different things. This could be three before hashlama. Let's say, let's call it two before hashlama and one before chinuch of hours. But there's chinuch of hours and there's hashlama. According to Rabbi Yochan, there's only one thing, chinuch of hours. So you can't call it two different things. You can say, lefnei shana, lefnei shatai, it means the same year. There's only one category going to Rabbi Yochan. Okay. But the point is, it doesn't fit into Rabbi Yochan. Oh, so you're right. I have to change the mission a little bit. I'm going to take out a word. If I take out the word lifnei, so I don't add another year, so then I'm good. It's shana shnatayim. It's one or two years before the bas mitzvah. Okay. Okay. What does chinuch mean, Rabbi Isai? Chinuch doesn't go according to Rabbi Yechonon. Uh, sorry, chinuch means chinuch means hours. Bishlam Rabbi Yechonon nicha el Rav Huna el Rav Nachman kashia. Ola Rabbana my chinuch nami dektani ashlama. I can sometimes I can call the, the word chinuch could also mean not eat a full a full a full yom kippur. Ah, you mikari the chinuch ashlama. When do when when do we ever do this? Vatanya is a chinuch. What does chinuch mean? It just means hours. It doesn't mean the whole entire day. If he eats in the third hour of the day, feed him on the fourth. No, there are two types of chinuch. End the story. Smooth sailing now. Says the Heligan Mishnah, the official Mishnah sponsored by official. If a woman was pregnant and she has a craving, we assume it's coming from her baby. And it's extremely dangerous if she doesn't eat, even on Yom Kippur. It could kill the baby. Maybe it could kill her. We give her to eat all the way until she's satisfied. If a person is sick, he could go to two doctors, let, let him get uh, a professional opinion from two people. If they say he could eat, he gets to eat. There's a famous briskarov that a lot of people quoted during Corona. On this, people ask him, Rebbe, why are you so makele on fasting? Everybody eats, eats. He said, no, I am so machmer on pikuach nefesh. Because at the end of the day, we don't want people to die here because of the fast. There was once a chassan came home on a fast day and he tells his wife, I need to eat supper. So she said, well, it's a fast day. He said, no, I'm very machmer on pikuach nefesh. 
So she makes him food and she sits down next to him with a plate of her own. He says, well, what's going on here? She says, oh, I'm married to you. I also have to be machmer. He says, no, 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 no. My chassan teacher told me, don't force your chumras on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Gemara. And if you don't have professionals, the guy says he's dying. I need to eat right now. I need to eat. He gets to eat. He could say, I am going to die. I need to eat on Yom Kippur. If you have doctors, go to doctors. But not, not. You have to be Imagine. P.I.G. She smells P.I.G. She needs to eat right now. P.I.G. Not on Yom Kippur. In the middle on a Tuesday afternoon. You take a stick. You put it into the, the, the fat, the pig's uh, gravy. It's not as bad as eating pig, but it's still, nevertheless, it's, it's the gravy. If she's satisfied, it's You don't put in a stick. You give her a spoonful. You give her shuman. What does shuman mean? The actual meat. For pikuach nefesh. There's nothing in the Torah. Hashem wants you to save your life. Chutz. From the Gimel Chamurois, Ma'abed Zoro, Vigilo Arayus, Ushvichas Domim. I want to say a sad thing. I, I didn't think about it before I said it. Maybe I shouldn't say it. There was a bunch of Bachram in my Shabbos table just a few weeks ago, maybe less than a month ago, from a certain yeshiva. They're, they're not the starkest guys. Let's just call it not the starkest guys, but they're in, a, they're in a system. These are guys that grew up in Frum Chadarim in America, Frum schools. I asked them what the Gimel Chamurois are. What are the three worst of it? They had no idea. No idea, I'm serious, all of them. One guy said Shabbos, one, together, one guy, killing, no killing. Uh, try it out, it's, it's sad. So these are kids that struggle from a very early age, obviously. I saw an incredible story. There was a, a girl that the, um, the Kuzakim, they took her out to the woods and she chapped what's going on. And she knew that the Cossacks are very superstitious. So she told them, I have a certain lachash. I could say something that if you, if I say it, it's like witchcraft. You can't kill me. There's nothing you can do to kill me. A, a sword won't go into me. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So she said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elikin Hashem Echad. And they took the sword and they and she died. She wanted to give up her, she said she's, and Al-Pi'Allah, it's okay. If you, not to, not to be, we see it from the Gemara, even though, as we're going to see soon, she has nothing to do with it, and Al-Pi'Allah, she doesn't have to, but if she wants to, she could give up her nefesh. Abedizar, how do you know that you don't give up your nefesh? For Abedizar, you have to give up your nefesh for Abedizar. The sign, you're Oimer. We say in Shema every day. You have to give up your nefesh, your life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If somebody says, do have a you have to give up your life. If so, if you have to give up your life, so certainly you have to give up your millions. Uh, and if you're going to tell me that millions are more important than life, maybe it's not a common theme. Maybe not everybody agrees that 
a life is more important than money? So just say money, and then we'll know life. What is it? It's one of the two, no? If you have somebody that his body is more important than his money, you should give up your life. And if you have a person that he loves his money more than his body, every time we learn the sugi, I tell you about an employee of mine. I had an employee. His name is Tim Stachura. Worked for me for 15 years. He's a guy that loves guns. And eventually he moved on to Tennessee just like four years ago. And he lives by himself off the grid. He, he does his own vegetables and everything like that. And I had a, a thing with him. I told him, he told me that he's having, he needs a surgery on his gallbladder or something like that. And that the doctor is crazy. The doctor wants way too much money. And he's not going to have the surgery. I said, but you're going to die. He says, I'd rather die than give the doctor my money. So every time I say this story, I'm like, okay, nobody believes me. So I'm like, Tim, you remember that time? I called him up last night. You remember that time you told me? He goes, yeah. I said, I need it on video. Here we go, Rabbi boy. Say, Tim Stachura. All right, speeding time. All right, let's excuse my rifle. There's a big snake roaming here that I have a disagreement with. I had to have a surgery years and years ago. And, uh, you know, this clown wanted to charge me this crazy amount of money for this stuff. I said, man, I would rather die than give this clown all my money, you know? So I took, I did take all this advice. I had it done, and here I am. But it's still crazy. They just charge whatever they want. Nobody bats an eye. It's absolute lunacy. But uh, because I'm a stickle mishugana. And I myself am thinking about coming to Lubavitch. But uh, in all seriousness, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, all right, I was a good guy. I worked for him for about 15 It's years. bad quality. We'll have to show it a different time. Basically, he said, I'm a shtickle mishugana, and I'm thinking about becoming Lubavitch. And Ellie convinced me to take the surgery. This is the guy. This is our good friend, Tim Stachura from Tennessee. He said before, she said, I will not give the doctor. I had to sit and fight there with him. Okay, anyway, weiter. Next time you have to get, he is not Jewish. He's very, very far from being Jewish. I said, Tim, I once asked him, I said, Tim, what are you, an anti-Semite? You hate Jews? He goes, no, Ellie, I hate everybody equally. <laughs> I hope not. All right. <laughs> How do you know that you have to give up your life for Arias, for Ishish, when a person, we're talking about a Naira Amurasa, a woman who's basically engaged, she has the Allah of and she's being raped. So the Torah says that she's not involved. You would think that, listen, it's a relation, and relation takes two. No, she's not a part of it. She, she has the same, she's equal to somebody that just got, just got killed. Well, it takes two to get killed. You need a killer and a kill, somebody that gets killed. So therefore, the Torah has to tell us, she doesn't have any avera whatsoever. She didn't do anything. What do we learn from a killer to the Mariam Rasa? Ella, we thought 
that we're coming to learn from a killer. In fact, we're learning a killer from the Naira Murasa. Manaira Murasa needs not seal benaf shoy. Afroitseyach. Naira Murasa, if somebody you witness the act, you're allowed to kill the rapist. You're allowed to. So too, you're allowed to kill somebody who's going to kill somebody else. Maritseyach, Yoharig Val Yavar. Afnaira Murasa, Yoharig Val Yavar. If somebody tells you, you must kill another Jew, you have to be killed. You're not allowed to kill another Jew. And if somebody says, Baal Nair Murasa, Yeharik Val Yavar. And we just turned to that Pei Bezom the Bay, sponsored for all who need a Shidduch. I don't have the new Lashen. But Bekitzer, you should go to Tehillim.8mindaf.com for all the Rafur Shlemas and the Chayli Yisrael, especially for the MDY family. I'll try to get the Lashen down straight a different time. Ritzeach Gufei Minolam. How do you know that somebody that Ritzeach is Yeharik Val Yavar? A, a Nazi says, you either kill that Jew or I will kill you. You have to be killed. Svarihi. Now who does the Kameh Rava? It's logic. Omar Lehi, Mori Duroi, the governor said, Katlit Plani, you must kill. Viloi, and if you don't, Katlin Elach, I'll kill you. Omar Lehi, Niktolach, Vulein, Tiktol. Why? My Chaz is the Dami Didav, the famous Gemara Sumukfei. Who says your blood is redder? Dilma Dami Dahu Gavra Sumukfei. In other words, when it comes to a mitzvah, Talk Lashon Hara, or else I'll kill you. Akush Baruch says, I love you more than that Avera. So I want you to, to, to save your life and do the Avera. I don't care if you do the Avera. But when it comes to Ritzicha, you have two human beings. Akush Baruch doesn't say, kill, I, lo- I like you more than I like him. He likes both of you equally. So you don't have that Svara of how Akush Baruch wants me to do it. Akush Baruch doesn't want you to do it. There's a lot of beautiful things here. But one story I saw, but I don't think it's a true story. It's on the internet, you can look it up. There was a guy. There was a guy that was, he was manning the trains. And his train was coming, and he, and he pushed the lever, and it didn't go. So he, didn't know to, so he realized that if he doesn't get the train onto the track, it's coming soon, the train's going to fall into the, into the river. It was going over the bridge, it's going to fall into the river, because the, the track was not placed correctly. So he ran down. And he moved it manually with his hand. He's holding it. He's pushing back. He's holding it. And he's gonna, the train was going to survive. And suddenly, he hears, Daddy, Daddy. This four-year-old was on the track. If he leaves go, the train goes into the river. 500 people die, and his son survives. If he doesn't leave go, 500 people survive, and his son, bye-bye. That was the story. The, yeah, it's a theoretical question. Uh, but there's different questions, and, and what happens, here's another question, what happens if, anyway, the Nazis are going to kill everybody in the room, but the Nazi says, if you kill that one guy, I'm going to spear everybody. You're allowed to kill that one guy or not? Think about it. What do you guys say? Raise your hand there. Uh, if you, he's going to die anyways in five minutes. That guy's going to die in five minutes, and you're all going to die in five minutes. But if you kill him first, you're all saved. What do you say? Kill him, but you die. Kill me, you save everybody. He's going to die. You're going to die. You're all going to die. He's going to die anyways. Can't do it. Can't do it. But what about the svar of my chazid adam sumak? Over here, anyway, you, you don't have the problem of my chazid because he's going to die anyways. Why not? Because Mishnah asked the question. All right, Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful Shabbos. Motzi Shabbos, 9.30.
Don't forget to text your friends now. Join mdy.com. Shkoya.